imperative that we take an opportunity to dissect them and really kind of move past the, oh, it's a G- commercial about Jesus. That's great. Yeah. And really kind of what is what is the message that was actually given through that commercial? Mm-hmm. I think it does a whole lot more harm than it does good. Mm-hmm. For I, sure. didn't, I didn't like it when I saw it. It was There was something mm-hmm. about it as I was watching it in real time going, these pictures all look kind of... Mm-hmm. So we are recording now. Oh, so, we are recording. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> so welcome back to Average Joe's. Um, we were kind of de- debriefing, or briefing, not debriefing because it hasn't happened yet. We were kind of briefing yeah. each the other. Pre-podcast. Should, there we go, the pre-podcast podcast. Yeah. Um, the pre- this is backstage. <laughs> the Average Joe's backstage. <laughs> so uh, we're missing Mike. He's out doing his favorite thing. He's at a retreat. <laughs> Spending the night with some people. <laughs> With denominational leaders. Yeah, he's going to... Uh, I was going to test on that, but I forgot today. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Have fun, Mike. <laughs> I guarantee you our retreat was better. We had garbage plates. And probably. We should yeah. probably do at some point here. But, yeah. But so, yeah, it's just the four of us, Brad, Chris, Levi, and myself. Um, so if you didn't gather in the little snippet Chris was talking about... Um, I didn't. I actually didn't watch the Super Bowl, so I kind of saw. Neither, it. You're, you're probably a, the fortunate one. I mean, it really wasn't a very good game, yeah. anyways. And okay. I mean, I knew how it was going to play out. It was overtime. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was supposed to be overtime. Come on. <laughs> I heard. Rigged. It was rigged. I heard more talk after about commercials than. <laughs> the game so i i mean i sat there i mean of course i'm sitting in a hotel in dallas like i've got nothing else to do Don't have to tell that'd be the commercial we're talking about <laughs> oh brad's just gonna jump right into it he is <laughs> this is black background music for what were you talking about well i was talking about the super bowl leading up to the commercials and i think that leads into the specific <laughs> commercial that you're trying to play for so yeah um man is it it's kind of a catchy song. I should bummer about it. It's not all bad. No. <laughs> uh, 49.50. So it's one minute long. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I actually didn't see it live. You were saying you did. I did. Um, so for those of you who still don't know what we're talking about, it's the, um, he gets us commercial that was there. First Je- Jesus there. Washed Feet. There we go. Yeah. Um, it's by our organization. Uh, I think it's actually... It's called, called He Gets, he gets Us. us. Yep. And it's a, it's a bunch of anonymous yeah. Christian... Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Christian with quotation marks because yeah. I think I think the message that they give in that is a fairly liberal-leaning message where... Which is truly a bummer because when fir- they first started coming out, they were halfway decent commercials. They had some good ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, man, this is something I can get behind. I know that, like, being a NASCAR fan, they sponsor a NASCAR. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You have a Christian, Christian message on going around the track every Sunday. Then as I've gotten farther and farther, I guess it actually, the company changed hands to a different company or something like that. I'm not sure the whole way. And I'm not sure about that. And I know I've, I've heard of some pretty prominent Christian people that have been a part of it or were a part of it. I'm not sure if they're continuing a part of it. I think when you get into it, I think you can find yourself fairly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... You know, and I think one of the reasons I think it's important to talk about is, you know, the first initial emotional response is just that, oh, you know, we've got a, a commercial, we've got a group that's promoting Jesus and, and, exactly. and, and the message, and here we've got it out in the mainstream, and you, you get that, oh, they said Jesus in a Super Bowl commercial! And <laughs> I think it's like you can have that immediate, oh, this is really cool. But I think we have to be careful and really making mm-hmm. sure that whatever is taking place in those messages, that the church recognizes the message that is actually being 
makes sense. And I Mm -hmm. I think we need to make sure that we are upholding good messages, but we are Mm -hmm. taking to task the opportunity to maybe give people information from a different side of the view, a different point of view if those messages are not necessarily completely great. Mm -hmm. And I think that this, I think this category falls in, or this commercial falls into that second category. I Mm -hmm. think that there's on the surface level, yeah, Jesus came and washed feet. What a great, what a great message that that is, Mm -hmm. except it only accounts for one time in the gospels of, and a specific group of people that he did that with. Um, that I think we have to, I think it, it is in our, our best interest to making sure that we're kind of pulling that commercial mm-hmm. a little bit and giving people a better chance oh, to sure. really see it. So before we really get so into, that's into explained. it, we, for those who haven't seen it, do we want to kind of break it down? Um, what's going there on? Is. What, we, what we saw, what was in the video? Yeah. 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 For those who haven't seen it. So essentially, I mean, I can jump in and start. You have several... It's not like real life photography. I'm sure it's about AI. It's definitely AI. AI It's definitely AI generated. And it's several pictures of people on opposing viewpoints or opposing sides around very polarizing topics. One was immigration. One was in front of an abortion clinic. Uh, What else was there? Uh, There was a a cop. There was washing the feet of a a Muslim neighbor. Um, a cop washing the feet of a of what appears yeah. to be a gay black guy. Oh no, that was two everything. There was the yeah. cop was washing the, the black criminal's feet, and then there was a priest washing, washing a gay, gay guy's a gay guy's feet. There's a young guy washing what looks like um, grandpa's. Yeah. You got the, you got the southern old men, white and black guy. Yep. The white guys washing the black the, guys' feet, and then you got the guy Native old American. guy washing the Native Americans' feet. <laughs> I mean, there's a kind of common denominator to who is washing the feet and who is having yeah. their feet washed. And yeah. I think, you know, Matt Walsh did a great job of, of breaking that down as a view of it. Like, there's a very, there's common denominators in every single scene, and then there's there's other messages that it's trying to portray. And that's where I think understanding that ex- exactly, I think, taking the point that it's, and not to make this a racist thing, but there is a specific group of people that are doing the washing, I think lends to lead towards that liberal ideology of diversity and acceptance and that whole DEI level of mindset that it's, you know, was it diversity, equity, equity and inclusion? inclusion yeah. Where it's the mindset is, is that we need to be accepting. And it really, of, of it really ties into what Mike's been preaching about the past few weeks. It's interesting how the week that he preached on critical race on inclusion on all that stuff that same day they put, put this commercial up. I'm like oh yeah we just talked about that in church today <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean on the surface level spiritually you know Jesus calls us to love the sinner mm-hmm. hate the sin you know and I think you could take the surface level of that commercial and say that that's what the message is is that mm-hmm. you know we are to love others that have a different viewpoint than us that we are to love them where they are at we are to love them for who they are and we don't necessarily need to call out their sin on that level but just jesus washed feet so therefore we should wash feet Mm -hmm. you know and for those you know us fight club guys we've done that exercise enough time where it's 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 a little weird (laughs) yeah i I can't stand It never really you just works. shuddered over there. <laughs> no foot fetish, huh? No. But <laughs> yeah, so 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 let's give credit. You're already doing it, but yeah, let let's. Uh, 
uh, highlight that uh, the the love of God is extreme. Yes. Radical. And um, if when it's done right, it makes religious people uncomfortable, including all of us, I suppose. So to give credit where credit is due, this is this is a, a radical, challenging um, message of uh, you know the foot washing is just symbolic. It's not like mm-hmm. anybody wants anybody to go out and, and wash feet. Um, it's the attitude of being a servant. Uh, being willing to do, you know, the dirty job, humble myself, kneel in front of you, and uh, you know, I'll take the first step, I suppose, to to say, you know, I'm um, I'm here for you or whatever. Um, that is, that should be uncomfortable, and I suppose they did a good job of uh, of doing that, and with specific groups of people, like you say. Um, in the first scene, a uh, young guy with grandpa, an old guy, I suppose there's a tension between young and old, and we need to honor, you know, grandparents and uh, all of that. The generation before us, honor your father and mother, and there isn't a lot of that going on these days. Uh, the next scene was uh, uh, what looked like maybe a, a Hispanic cop or a Caucasian cop with a uh, a black guy. He was washing the the black guy's feet on the street, and literally in the middle of the street. Uh, and um, you know, sometimes the cops have made uh, they've abused their power, and uh, there has been uh, racially motivated violence and, and etc. I'm not saying it's. Uh, as common as they're saying it's common these days, but obviously there has been a rift between the the, uh, the cops and the black community for years and uh, for uh, a Christian cop to do something like that. And there are some ex- some inspirational videos online. You must have seen some of them where the cops are playing basketball yeah. with the kids mm-hmm. and and there are, there are some really uh, radical and this is, this is happening. And that's another thing I think maybe that this message is implying is that uh, Christians aren't doing this, and they are. They're just uh, not all, you know, maybe as much as we could or, or whatever, but... Uh, well, well in, the, in the heart of it, what, they, what the message is, is the idea is, is, you know, Jesus didn't come to teach hate. That's a true right. statement. Jesus didn't hate. But Jesus still called out the sin. I mean, Jesus yeah. still, he met people where we're there at, but he was very blunt sometimes in telling them to go and sin no more and things like that, that they've been made whole. So I, I think... Well, he did teach to teach hate. To hate the sin. Right. Uh, love what is evil. Or <laughs> love what is good. Love what is good. Hate what, what is, is evil. evil. I think it's... Uh, just completely false. This, this maybe it's uh, in context. You know, Jesus didn't teach hate because you're implying hating of people. Right. Uh, but that's part of the problem with this mm-hmm. uh, critical race theory and and identity politics and stuff. Is that if I say I don't hate you, I hate sin, and uh, what you're promoting is sin, then they will charge the Christian with no, 
you hate me. Well, I think it's some. I think you you know it's some of that same ideas of like if we go back into 2020 and think about like the BLM riots, like mm-hmm. you know it was on the surface. Here's what we stand for. So Black Lives Matter was kind of like, yes, I agree. Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. No, 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 no. Black Lives. Like, are you telling me that you don't That's think right. Black Lives Matter? That you don't. So That's it's right. like it can't be all lives matter. It can't be all lives matter. So I think you you scratch you scratch the surface of making a statement that inherently is true. Mm-hmm. That most people are going to say, well, yeah, that makes sense. Like you know, in the idea of police brutality, there is some people who observe that will, you know abuse their position of authority that mm-hmm. they have hate in their heart it's a heart issue it's not a mm-hmm. systemic police officer issue mm-hmm. it's it's an issue with the individual and mm-hmm. so but to assume that every police department every police officer is inherently racist and you know that's that was the underlying message of those riots and mm-hmm. those meetings yep. was it's not just that black lives matter that there's this underlying stuff in here but if you disagree with the first statement then now mm-hmm. inherently you're a racist because yeah you don't agree with the first sense of truth. And I think some of that applies to thinking like along the lines of the commercial and where I really, you know, the idea is, is that knowing that we have, and I, you know, I'll be talking more about this in a couple of weeks, but the idea of that we have, we have churches that allow messages in that are not necessarily inherently from the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's man's twisted version of a message. It's, it's man's yep. way of either filling the seats mm-hmm. Tickling people's ears, yeah. making sure that the tithing plate stays full every Sunday, yeah. and we don't want to offend and we don't want to upset. You're ending up with a watered down message of the Gospels, and you're taking things from the Bible that, and extrapolating them to make your point versus God's point of message. Mm-hmm. Where you have churches that will hold steadfast to what is written in the Scripture and in mm-hmm. God's Word, mm-hmm. and then those are the churches that become under fire mm-hmm. because. Well, what do you mean? You, 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 God, Jesus didn't hate. How can you hate? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't hate you. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't agree with the lifestyle you're living and the choices of what you're doing in your life. I think those are inherently wrong. But I don't yeah. hate you. You yeah. are. You know, we can talk. We can have conversations, and I'm going to show you the love of Christ the best that I can. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm not going to condone your lifestyle. And that that point of where we're getting into this world is. You have to accept my lifestyle if you're going to accept yep. me. Mm-hmm. And yep. I think that's where this commercial becomes very dangerous. Yeah. Is it's it's Are you not, racist? Yes. Or homophobic yes. or misogynistic. Yes. So if you disagree with any of these images, you must have hate in your heart. You know, Jesus didn't preach yeah. hate. So if you're disagreeing or if something of these pictures makes you feel uncomfortable, then that's between you and God because you clearly have got something off yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody else, you know, that in this in our congregation who listens to this felt watching that felt a little cringy. Mm-hmm. I know at first I'm like, oh, okay, and then as it played out, I felt cringy. Mm-hmm. I, I felt kind of dirty mm-hmm. with the whole thing, and it was just, and it's always that balancing act of not trying to take my own mindset of certain things and, and look at it with it. But there was something about the commercial that I didn't like, mm-hmm. and I think we have to also sometimes recognize that. The spirit's going to tell us yay or nay on things. Mm-hmm. And if we're getting sometimes those icky feelings about something, there's probably a reason why we shouldn't be promoting mm-hmm. that as something great. Yeah. I, so I had watched it, I think, what, what day did I send it to the YouTube chat? 
Uh, what day was it? I don't know. Mid mid week on Friday, February sixteenth. Must be. Mm-hmm. And I had seen it, watched it several times on YouTube before that, and I sent it to the group just starting conversation. And uh, Brad's comment: at best childish, at worst blasphemous. He didn't teach hate. He hated sin. Hate what was evil. Blah blah blah. Uh, I also talks about. I don't want to say blah blah blah. I saw good right. stuff, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of fucking here too. Mm-hmm. Not um, everything that goes on the text chat needs to be read on every show. <laughs> so, oh, where was I going with that? Oh, every time, and I, I responded back. I've watched it about eight times, and every time I cringe more. Yeah. And more. Mm-hmm. And more. Like the first time I watched it, I'm thinking, okay, I see the point they're making. Then until then, it said he didn't teach. He didn't hate. He watched me. I'm thinking, ooh, it doesn't set well. Yeah. No. Then I, when he watched it again, not knowing what message they're trying to portray, and you actually start looking at the pictures portrayed, you go, oh, okay, I see mm-hmm. where they're going with it. Yeah. And, and it's like one of those things where it's like, as you said, those the, they first started off with those commercials. Like, you wanted them to do well mm-hmm. because here we have whatever you're watching and whoever's watching it. It could be a rerun of The Office on Comedy Central or something, and you've got a commercial about Jesus, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're all bad. There's some really good ones. That some of them are. are. But I, I think this is, I think what can start out well, you know, what is that, a little le- a little leaven? Mm-hmm. And I think so, you, you get these things that be create, create doorways. And at the first message, you go, oh, okay, that's a good message. The second one is, oh, that's a good message. So you're building up this credibility. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's where marketing is smart because you're going to say, okay, well, I can't argue with that one. I can't, oh, I like that one. I like that one. So by the time you get to the fifth or sixth one, now you can actually put more of your, of your own, thoughts and, own thoughts and beliefs into it, and your people are registering, oh, this is he gets us. This is, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, oh that, that's challenging to me. And maybe I need to rethink things on this because clearly there's this line of credibility that has happened up front. Mm-hmm. And I think you could do the same damage if you were a, a, a pastor, minister, whatever your title is in a church congregation, People are relying on your credibility in that stance. So mm-hmm. as churches start to become more left-leaning, left, I'm not even say left-leaning anymore because there's some churches out there that are no longer left-leaning. They're just they've, full they've left. They've left. They've left. <laughs> um, that well, literally, literally, and figuratively. I think you, if you backtrack into that, you're going to find something similar. You're going to find a line of credibility and then a shift in opinion. Mm-hmm. And because of that credibility, that opinion now carries more weight where the church itself becomes something different. And, and typically that opinion is more socially acceptable yeah. than the credibility. Yep. Yes. Worldly. Yes. Yeah. Well, this they're all talking about this on CNN and Fox News, so this must be something. You know, we you know we we got to make sure that we're accounting for this and mm-hmm. all of those other things. And I, I think that can lead to not great places. And you know, this commercial is cringy as it made me feel the first time watching it. It has only like yeah. more and more times. And I don't necessarily think that song was written for that commercial. I think it was an older song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it's a catchy song. I it you is. know I, I found myself. Get, 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 ready yeah, to, get, ready, get ready get ready at the hotel Monday morning going ready to work after they're watching the commercial and two worlds and I'm like wait a minute hold on yeah. so it's like even you've got to watch that because it's all smart like you, you oh, yeah. we, we just need to keep work the emotion up. yes we need to keep the wits about us as to what really is messaging and what is what is of God what is of the Holy Spirit and what is of man and our enemies 
reasons of deceit to lead you into something else. Yeah. And, and we know, we know that there are churches, as, as Brad has said, who have left. They're just apostate. They're apostate. They're fully accepting and trying to bring in this level of the world and be in the world and of the world, but still say that they are. I know that you can't really use kinos because, like, you know, that's Christians in name only. But yeah. you know that idea of universalist. All roads lead to heaven. All roads lead to heaven. You just got to be your best person, the best version of yourself that you can be, and. You know, it, you're not necessarily teaching the message of Christ. You're not teaching the idea of repentance and that we're sinners. And that it's just go be a good person. And as long as you have an idea that there's a creator and a God, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. And God goes by many names. So if you want to call him God or you want to call him Allah, yeah. that's all all roads. Mother love. Mother Earth. And <laughs> all of that is is good because you're, 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 you're still... Re- you're still cognizant of a creator and he is love so that's that's important but i think we want to hold ourselves truthful to what the bible says we want to hold ourselves truthful to what god says you know matt walsh made a great point with that commercial that and it it really stuck with me is that jesus's whole ministry was to call people in repentance Mm -hmm. he met them where where they were at he met them in their Mm -hmm. sin he met Mm -hmm. them while they were still sinners we know Mm -hmm. that while we were sinners christ died for us Mm -hmm. we know all those things but there's this point that we're still supposed to become a new man we're supposed to crucify ourselves die to our old flesh and try to live in the spirit and try to be like christ yeah we can't do that if we're affirmed in our sins and i think this also falls into what is captivating a lot of the churches now is this hyper grace movement Mm -hmm. that i can do whatever I want because I'm covered by grace. Yep. And sin on that grace might abound. Sin on grace yep. might abound. It doesn't matter. I, I God knows I'm a sinner. He loves me, but He's forgiven me of every sin that I'm committing. Yes, that's true. But we shouldn't continue to continue to live on those sins. Yeah. Um, so that if we're not changing our behavior, you're really kind of watering down the sacrifice of Christ mm-hmm. and the expectation. And I think that. You can take apart all the liberal ideologies in that commercial, and it's always the white person washing the other person's feet. And Mike Walsh did bring it up. What would have happened if the black criminal was washing the white police officer's feet? You really want to make someone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. What would have that done? Like, you can't yep. put that commercial out there. Uh-huh. Um, that it, it, you're, <coughs> you're leading into that hyper-grace movement that mm-hmm. it, it, you can acknowledge Christ and you can acknowledge God, but you're not having to change your heart and lifestyle in so doing so. And th- that's going to make those churches by, and I mean churches, capital C, not churches, you know, not, not the mm-hmm. church, not yeah. individual church, but the church. church that is holding true to the word, it's going to put a bullseye, a bigger mark on those churches because now it's going to really establish this idea that, okay, well, you guys really hate. Mm-hmm. You guys really are racist. Mm-hmm. You're really homophobics. You're really bigots because... Jesus washed feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the commercial told me that Jesus washes feet. So if you're not down with this and understanding, then I don't really want any part of what your Bible says. Yeah. Did I they, think I said did, it. Well, go ahead. Did they have scripture in the no. commercial? No. There's it's no just, it's just, it's AI, gen- it's obviously an AI generated picture. Slideshow. And it's yeah. just a slideshow of one scene after another. But again, the common denominator is whoever is washing the feet would be the person in the position of that white Christian male or, you know, in the, the oppressor. One, it's the oppressor. So even in the scene at the, at the 
the abortion clinic. It's the pro-life woman washing the pro-choice, the young teen's feet. And on that level, like, so I will say that I think there are Christians that handle themselves completely wrong mm-hmm. with those oh, yeah. th- those clinics. Sure. And to think that you're going to be screaming and yelling at people <clears throat> who are walking in the door because they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, we should be showing them love. We should, mm-hmm. you know, you've got places like our, our lighthouse station. Yeah. You know, that's really trying to reach out to pregnant teenagers and single moms and giving them another anymore. choice. Hmm? It's not there anymore. It's not? Not anymore, so. Where, did they move or did it close down? Uh, I think they're moving. Okay, well, it's still, it's still in existence, right? That's because the uh, maternity ward in Warsaw Hospital closed, too. So. Oh, did it? Yeah, well, that was I knew they were looking for a new home, but I thought it was just too but much I, of a financial burden. I believe that's why. To Anyhow. Anyway, yeah, but it's, but I mean, are, the ministry yeah. is still existing wherever it is. So, I mean, it's like I think there's ways of approaching those subjects versus just standing in a, mm-hmm. you know, you standing at a clinic and screaming and yelling at people. Mm-hmm. But on and on through these slideshows, you're getting the same message that it's a general of the oppressor who should be down on their hands and knees washing the feet of those with wherever they are in their life Mm -hmm. and never really get to the subject of sin you would think that jesus gets you being out for several years if i would think that trying to think of of uh, uh, uh an innocent explanation for why they just never seem to get to sin is that you know you want to start with like John three sixteen for God so loved the world we start there he gave his only son whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life it's fine to start with love pile it on but that doesn't save anyone no. from from uh, you know when they die or there's not even the recognition well I I would think that if these people were going to be thoroughly Christian, there would be a step two. Now that I've washed your feet, I want to tell you the rest of the good news, which is Jesus came to see, save you and forgive you of your sin. But see, I can't. As many as some of the commercials were that I think they had good message, I don't think one mer- one commercial touches on anything of repentance mm-hmm. and sin. No. It's that Jesus accepts you. Yeah. That, that's why I asked if there was actually scripture in the no. commercial. No. Because, you know, you'd think with yeah. the 60 seconds or however long you have and spending millions of dollars to yeah. put out this message, yeah. is there going to be well, so that, that, scripture in it? That, that alone. <laughs> yeah. So that's another question of this. Is like, so who are really the funders that can actually afford a $50 million commercial spot for 60 seconds of yeah. airing? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that lends to believe that it's not just a group of affiliate conservative churches. No. There, there's, there's money there's in this. There's backers somewhere. There's, there's backers. Lots of money. Yes. So to think that you're going to afford a commercial time slot in the Super Bowl. For a minute long. For a minute long. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's definitely some financial backing in there again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, And again, watching some of those, and I've always tried to watch with them and go, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, anytime that you're having... Jesus mentioned on TV, like, that can't be a bad thing, right? Mm. Except after sitting here and having this conversation, I don't remember one of them actually ever pointing mm-hmm. to redemption mm-hmm. and, and, and reconciliation. <coughs> and point to how he's a swell guy. You, you, he, yeah. he, he's a great guy, and he's a guy that will come over and hang out with you. Mm. And, yes, that's probably true, but Jesus has an extra calling on that. It's not just, hey, I'm going to come. He, when he dined with Matthew... 
Matthew was already on the road to repentance mm-hmm. and conversion of, of what he had lived his life with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just Jesus hanging out with a tax collector. Yeah. There were tax collectors there. And he promised to pay back four mm-hmm. times if he had stolen. Let me read some of the uh, foot washing ceremony. This is in John 13. I was actually just looking at that. I think it gets uh, uncomfortable around verse 7. So, oh, and by the way, I had a curiosity when I was thinking about, did Jesus ever wash the feet of Judas? I think the answer is no, because of what came before this. But um, as, so, as far as I can tell, Jesus only washed the feet of Christians. Mm. Uh, and these people had just finished the Last Supper, uh, drinking the blood of Jesus, eating his 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 uh, body. Yep. He had said, you know, this is my body. Those are the people who uh, Jesus washed their feet. So he came to Jesus, to Peter and he said, you don't understand what I'm doing, but later you will. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have... (laughs) Peter (laughs) Peter never gets it. (laughs) Uh, Those who, I think he probably said... That's why I like him so much. (laughs) I think he also said some other body parts, but John left that out of the gospel. (laughs) (laughs) Careful, Brad, because I think there's a part of the gospel that says you shall add nothing to this. (laughs) That's what he didn't say. Yeah. What's the authority? Verse 10, Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Is that why you take a bath at the retreats? Their whole body... <laughs> 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 their whole... I'll edit this before... Their whole body is clean. <laughs> and you are clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. And, and so, you know, on a... Ah, jeez, the, the, the um, uh, videos at the halftime uh, are so shallow. Uh, and so Jesus is all, all obviously, well, it, it's obvious. This is challenging stuff. But uh, those who have the Spirit, those who know Jesus and the gospel, understand, like Peter didn't understand at first. Like, no. what are you doing? Uh, Jesus is not just talking about washing your hands before dinner. This was after dinner. And he's like, no, you, I'm not going to have you do that to me. And and Jesus is like, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. So what's he talking about there? Is this is this up there with baptism? Is that what he's... I would think so. The symbolism, at least. Uh, and, and he talks about having a bath. and But so it's... I wish he... It would be nice if everyone got frustrated because Jesus would, oh, would you just talk straight, Jesus? You're killing me with all this figurative language. But uh, that is where he's going. If you have you have uh, been washed of your sin, washed of your impurity. Uh, but I think this could also be laying Born again. Of, that born again is that spiritual baptism. It's becoming new yeah. and that new man... <laughs> And putting to death 
the old man and the sin and sanctifying. Correct. Now we know that there's, you know, Jesus also spoke to a thief on the cross next to him who wasn't baptized and who wasn't washed. And Jesus told him, you'll be with me today in paradise. So I think that that's that idea of spiritual newness, that you're coming. Mm -hmm. You have to be crucified with Christ. You have to put your sins on that cross and recognize that those things were keeping you from the love of the Father. Mm-hmm. And that the only way to get to the love of the Father was through Jesus' death and the blood washing and making you clean. Like, mm-hmm. you have to accept that. So you can't just, on the other side of that, say, well, I'm okay continuing to live my life this way because I still acknowledge Christ right. as my Savior. Right, right. There's a repentance. So you would think that, all right, so the the video does a nice job of doing the first level the shallow level of of the illustration that jesus did as you i've done for you you go and do for other people wash each other's feet humble yourself be willing to do to occupy the the lowest tasks of of whatever has to be done but the point is not that you know the job's not done i need uh and if in if you in the case of an unbeliever I may, let's stretch it beyond uh, the context. So if I uh, take a foot washing attitude with uh, uh, an, uh, someone who doesn't believe and uh, try to express God's love and consider my job done, that's not it at all. Jesus has to right. wash you. Mm-hmm. If, you, if Jesus oh, doesn't wash mm-hmm. you, you have no part with him. No, but correct me if I'm wrong in this. Like, there's not another illustration after Jesus is on his hands and knees. There's not another point in the scripture where it talks about anybody washing anybody's feet. That's probably tradition. I don't know if uh, in the book of and, Acts. Or and Jesus wasn't going around, and you know, when he when he met the woman the who had the yeah. seven years of bleeding and all those other things. Like, yeah. There's no other account to the people that he healed and ministered true that he was on his hands and feet. Hand, on his hands and knees, washing their feet. These were his disciples that walked through the wilderness with him for three years. Yeah, they were like as they were as close to brothers for him. Oh, I thought you meant where the disciples went out and did it. But Jesus, uh, no, there's only one example of Jesus doing this. It was the night uh, he uh, he introduced communion, and then right the next day. Died right on, on the cross. Right. So, in, in, in his final acts was to wash his disciples' feet, yeah, to purify them for the mission that was ahead. Yeah. And this wasn't when he first met them. He didn't say, "Yeah, hey, Peter and Andrew, come on out of that boat. I'm going to wash you all feet, and then you can walk with me." Like, right. Right. He didn't say that. There was no part of any of that until the night before. Yeah. His crucifixion. Hmm. And that's where he was really... So in that night, you also have the unity prayer, that they would be one in him yep. and one with the Father. Yep. That, that is not saying that they're going to continue, that Peter and Andrew are going to go back to the fishing boats, that everybody's <clears> just <throat> going to go back into their wayside. That He knew that this was a pivotal point for the, the yeah. 12, yeah. including Judas, because, I mean, his life was... I've got to be careful on how I want to play on words with this one. <laughs> we know that Judas's life was not long... <laughs> Uh, After that, yeah, it was short-lived. I, yeah. I could have made some other references. I was trying to be careful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't need to hang his head over it. Or <laughs> um, this is what would be cut out if we had an editor. I'm uh, not editor. <laughs> 
<laughs> but this was a pivotal night for not just Jesus. Jesus mm-hmm. was going to the cross. Jesus was going to be put to death. That everything in his ministry was leading up to this night. But also, this was also going to be the night where the men that he was surrounding with were going to have to take up his mantle, take up his cross, and continue on the message that he had started. Yeah. And they could have cowered in fear. They could have hung out. But it was the Holy Spirit that changed their lives to be bold and to go out into those temples. But all of that was not just random people that he was washing feet. Yeah. He was getting ready to send them into their next level of ministry that was not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. It was going to take a level of servanthood and servanthood Mm -hmm. because one, they needed to be servant to his and his father's will Mm -hmm. and putting their own mindsets aside and their own opinions and in worldviews aside that Mm -hmm. they, this is what they were going to be standing on. But it was just as much as like you say, that baptism, it was that spiritual renewal, that rebirth Mm -hmm. that was taking place in the next 72 hours. Mm -hmm. Nothing was going to be the same. This is what the church is supposed to do with the church. This is what brothers and sisters of faith are supposed to do with one another so that we will be effective in, in reaching the, the world. Uh, they will know you are my disciples by your, your love that you wear. for one another. Yeah. By your love for one another. Right. But, you, but again, so this is, this is that gray area in Christendom where it's, the idea of what does loving one another look like? Is, does loving one another mean that I'm supposed to be washing anybody's feet that comes in the back of the church? Well, <laughs> so I have been through Genesis. I just typed in where there are other examples of feet washing oh, in the Bible other uh-huh. than Christ. And I looked at one, two, three, four. There's four times in Genesis, according to a Google search, where it talks about foot washing. Hmm. And... The one one was Abraham. Three people came to him. Mm-hmm. Oh. One was in a town square. One was people stopping at someone else's tent. And every single time it was, we will get water so you can wash your feet. So you can wash your uh, feet. Oh, wash not, your own feet? It's not, I'm gonna, not going to. I'm going to bring the water, but not touching those grubby mm-hmm. pigs, piggies. So, I mean, even in that, okay, so there's illustrations of people washing feet. But they weren't doing the service no. of themselves. Exactly. And, you know, I, what I love Matt Walsh's point on this is the idea that if we're just washing everybody's feet, we're still just establishing that it's okay to do what you're exactly. doing. Exactly. Yeah. That we are giving, we are enabling <laughs> you to have the mindset that how you are living your life, the sin that you have in your life is okay to continue to have. Mm-hmm. And sin comes in many different levels. It comes in many different mm-hmm. things. We know that. Everybody sins, everybody falls short, but there should be this redeeming quality to a Christian where we are continuously striving to crucify our flesh and to live more in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Even Paul said, should I continue sinning? No. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's, not the, that's not the message of the gospel. And if you're going to take that message of the gospel, you're essentially, I heard a pastor say it like this one time, that if you're taking that hyper-grace movement and it's always continuing to be okay to continuing to sin, then you all you are doing is continuing to put Christ on that cross mm-hmm. and continuously having to bleed out for your sin because you're refusing to let go of something that is keeping you from mm-hmm. being the person that God has created you to be. And we know that there's a lot of sin out there that has a really strong stranglehold on people. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about LGBTQ and the trans and all of those things. We know... We know that those are conditions of the heart that are, are sin, whether it was the idea of, I think you brought it up on one time, that you know, God turned them over to that, and that was yeah, the fruit Romans of their one. sin. Yeah, idolatry. 
an idolatry, that it was all stemmed in idolatry, we can say that because I think when you go right back to go go to the tower, go back to the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. it was idolatry. It, but it was the idol worship of self versus worship of God. That when we serve at the tabernacle of self, these are the things that we get out of it. And I think why the church is trying to water down the message is because it still allows you to serve at the tabernacle of self. You don't have to change God loves you who you are. You don't have to worry about these sins in your life. God loves you as you are. Mm-hmm. And God will always love you. God is love. But you're going to tell me that God didn't love every person that was standing outside the door of the ark when that door was shut? Mm-hmm. Well, God loves everyone. God loves period. everybody, but he's going to hold yeah. you accountable. And loves you so much. And that's why that I've always struggled with the, the comment of come as you are. Yeah. I mean, I see the point. Meaning, sure, we're not going to turn you away with whatever you're stuck in. Mm-hmm. But I think it needs to be qualified with come as you are and be, be prepared to be changed. Mm-hmm. No. And I think that's the general heart of the message, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, it, you know, you might not have Sunday best. Where would you got? Come to church. Just be in church. Mm-hmm. And it all starts somewhere. We were all broken, battered down, shattered pieces of humanity before mm-hmm. Christ intervened in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> as you said, it comes with a change. There should be a secondary part to it. If you're just sitting in the pews playing games with God, that is not going to be an mm-hmm. outcome that you're going to find favorable mm-hmm. at the end. One of the implications, and I, I, I hope some clever podcast title can come out of this, but... Uh, what are the implications should be in the foot washing scripture is uh, Jesus needs to wash your feet and we heard him talk to Peter wash all of you because you're dirty that's the that's the podcast title because you're dirty <laughs> Gee, how about Jesus Jesus uh, gets you clean or something but uh yeah you're we're all dirty sin makes us dirty sin does make us dirty and uh there's only one way to clean it and it's actually uh, ironically symbolism of blood that stains everything (laughs) we're all dirty because of sin there's only one cleanser uh, that will clean us and that's the blood of jesus and uh, nothing but the blood <laughs> of Jesus. Go ahead, sing it. Go ahead. Oh, fresh. We found our new worship team <laughs> meeting. And, yeah, yeah. and for people who call and themselves we Christians, can't explain the attendance drop. Yeah, just I was I like the cancer uh, symbolism too. Sin is like a cancer, and Christians are like doctors. And for uh, a doctor to come into the to the uh, hospital room. Uh, with someone who's got cancer, he knows they have cancer, and just washes their feet, gives them a hug, and leaves. That's evil. Oh yeah, no, that's okay. Hate. That's but, not loving. But that is a great illustration in that. Of what's going on in this commercial? Right. That is exactly what's going on in this commercial. That they're edifying the people who have this cancer, and we're just going to wash your feet because we get you. And he's got and, the the remedy in his mind. He knows what will cure this cancer. But he just washes the feet, gives him a hug, mm-hmm. and walks away because he doesn't God, want to offend. God bless you. That doesn't want to scare yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, or whatever the <laughs> motivation. But just the doctor just never gets around to it, and then they die. Um, that's not love. Uh, and I got another. But that's the world's version of love. 
Because if, if the world's well, version is taking the idea of love, then we need to be able to hold that DEI mindset, regardless of whatever 50,000 genders you want to be a part of or They don't believe racial. that's cancer, though. No. They don't believe that's cancer. They don't believe uh, there's a hell. But if you, if you don't accept me for who I am, mm -hmm. then you can't say you love me because loving me is affirming me in who I am. And this is, I mean, I go, and there's been, I mean, there's so many, and I'm not trying to take this to be a flip side of the coin. There's so many different stories that have come out of people coming out of the closet. And even their, their, their parents who are elders in the church, all of a sudden, just they're dead to them. Yeah. Like where it's just so cold hearted on the other side. Yeah. Like we have to be careful of that extreme as well, too. Mm -hmm. that, that happens, yeah. It, you can't just... Okay, well, you came out, so now you're dead to me, mm -hmm. and until you write this, we can't have a relationship. And I think that's an easy trail to walk in the Christian church as well, too. That doesn't help anything. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I, you know, Jesus didn't do that part. Yeah, there was nobody even in the waning moments of the night. Judas was not dead to him. Mm -hmm. Called him friend. Called him friend. Yeah, he did. He didn't wash his feet, but he did serve him the the. Communion dinner that yep. night. Was and I mean, and Jesus knew for years what was going to happen, and Judas was never treated any differently in the group for those three yeah. years than anybody else was. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we got Robin Williams' head voice in my head. Me, Jesus. <laughs> um, it's, we have to be careful of, it's, it's that fine line of love, love the sinner but hate the sin. <clears throat> Where is that? Maybe this leads into a segue for another conversation, you know, towards how do we actually love the sinner and still hold fast to the idea of yeah. what is sin mm -hmm. yeah. and, and not condoning the sin, yeah. but being able to make sure that we're not burning bridges with those in our lives because mm -hmm. of the sin they're choosing to hold mm -hmm. on to. So I know recently I mentioned on the podcast, at, there was a point, a time in history where you could love the person and they would understand that just because you yep. don't agree with you still love who i am we i'm not agree sure to disagree yep when that shift happened right but I it don't is, either. It's, 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 been, it's, it's been a slow evolve like nothing happens mm -hmm. immediately it's just it's picked up in the last few years but it's kind of like that point in the roller coaster the ride already was going mm -hmm. and now you just reached that downhill point where it's just hang on because you're not getting out of it you're not getting out of it until the ride comes to a stop this is just what it's going to be please keep all hands and feet inside the ride at all times enjoy your ride <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it's all it's all been i mean you go back into you know you think about romans one mm -hmm. and where it, it labels all of those sins out when it was going to the city in rome homosexuality is not new you know, yeah. the, the, the things in the carnal natures of man today are nothing new under yeah. the sun. And you they, go all the way back to Sodom and Gomorrah. It all goes back. It was all stuff that goes. And if you go back into Roman literature, there's Roman people that struggled with homosexuality, and it was rampant. Mm -hmm. So to say that this is something new, I think we're, what we're seeing new is now we're in a world where true definitions are no longer true definitions, that it now is definition to how I want the definition to be. And if it offends yeah. me, then it's hate. Yeah. And I can say whatever I want. Yeah. Cuz you have to accept me for who I am mm -hmm. and how I live my life. And if you're in anything contrary to what makes me happy, you are now in this land of hate. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to what again the message was to not preach hate, which is a great message. God, no. Yeah. We shouldn't hate. Yep. And no one's going to say I hate people. Like that's good. we we learn from a small kid like if I I could swear I could drop a, a four-letter word in my house and have a better circumstance for my life than if I said hate. 
If I said I hate yeah. something, hate you're dropping right now. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> what type of four-letter word? <laughs> Which ones are you talking I mean, about? I'm not, my, my parents, I still would get in trouble for any of the four-letter words, but if there was something, if I ever said I hate so-and-so yeah. or I hate, we don't hate. Like, I got a Sunday morning service yeah. on the idea of you don't hate. Yeah. Like, you strongly I, dislike. You strongly uh, But I think uh, even uh, whether you're a Christian or not, like, you get that message as a kid mm-hmm. growing up. You yeah. do. But now hate is something different because the rules of absolute definitions are no longer true. Mm-hmm. So what is true is true to the individual, and if it's contrary to the individual, then it needs to be hate. That's precisely hate why speech. I cringe when you hear people hate talk crime. about hate. <laughs> you got to it. You got to do it. <laughs> Cracking down on hate crimes. What's yeah, a hate yeah. crime? Well, I'm not sure yet. I'll tell you when I see it. Well, yeah, what, what, det- what determines that? If, is a hate crime just something contrary to the social norm? It's worse than other crime. It's worse than because I hate Cause it. Yeah, because it's hate. It's hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, murder's bad enough, but if you hate, if you the hate first thing you murder, yeah. that's doubly bad. <laughs> so <laughs> it uh, is. I mean, I just I think. I, I think we're going to find ourselves that this is not going to be the last thing that comes our way with the church and messaging. And I think mm-hmm. as a church, our challenge is to just be weary, stay on guard, and make sure that we are clinging to the things mm-hmm. that are true. Like Mike we, has been saying for the past four weeks, we need to be looking for that stuff and then looking, okay, does this line up with what right. I've been taught? Does this line up with what Scripture says? Does it line up yeah. to absolute truth or does it line up to individual truth? Mm-hmm. 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 And this challenges us to, to, to know the gospel better, to know the, uh, and the gospels better, to know the Bible better, mm-hmm. uh, to know what love is better. And uh, I think I said it last week, but the love chapter was First Corinthians 13 or something, uh, which is great. Everyone has it read at their weddings. We'll save the wedding thing for another day. <laughs> uh, but uh, love Washing is paid. feet at the wedding. Love is patient. <laughs> love is ca- No, what we talked about before. Yeah, yeah, we- yeah. Love is patient, love is kind, etc. But one of my favorite parts of that is love does not delight in evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we not got to watch out for. What is evil? What we got to define it. And then uh, in Romans 12, 9, it says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. In order for love to be sincere, we must hate. We should hate. What is evil. Yeah, hate the sin, because sin is not just an offense to God. It harms people. It it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, and for us, like back to the cancer, it could be it could be any kind of any other kind of ailment. Uh, if if I don't tell somebody, eventually, what's wrong, then then that's just mean. Mm-hmm. It isn't. If you're actually thinking about the treatment for a cancer, the treatment for cancer is not gentle. Mm. Radiation. Radiation, you're going in and you're killing cells. There's opportunities that you're going to get really sick. You're going to get chemotherapy, which is also going to, which is a non-prejudiced, <laughs> lethal killing force mm-hmm. unleashed inside of every cell in your body. And, yeah. You know, having lived it in my life of knowing what that goes through, I can tell you that those are probably some of the worst, that was some of the worst months of my life. Mm-hmm. And I probably never, ever would ever want to see anybody ever go through that. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, mm-hmm. like how I felt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, coming it up. It doesn't just hurt minorities. 
No, it doesn't just hurt minorities. It hurts everybody. But you're alive. But you're alive now. The only thing worse would be leaving the cancer alone, probably. But I'm I'm alive. But the act of saving me from the cancer, and I do believe it was all divine that I was saved anyways. I Mm. do believe it wasn't necessarily the chemotherapy I was getting, but it was the hand of God that healed me. But the act of saving a life through cancer comes with uncomfortableness. It comes with being sick. It comes with killing off the cells that are sick as well as the cells that aren't sick and on the other side of it you have life and I think if we were to take your definition of that idea and being cancer is a sin and doctors are just coming in and saying or I'll pray for you and I'm going to wash your feet and I'm not actually getting in it with you cancer in itself is going to kill you and it's not going to be pleasant Yeah. the act of healing you from the cancer is also not pleasant but you live but you live And there's life on the other side of it Mm -hmm. from a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But cancer is going to, you're going to die either way. Whether you're going to come out and have new life on the other side is allow, whether or not you're going to allow someone to have intervention with you in Mm -hmm. the middle of it. You know, I watched my stepfather-in-law decide he got a cancer diagnosis and he just decided that he was done. He wasn't going to do more testing. There wasn't going to be anything. He was just going to let it ride. And he lived another couple of years. But the end result was the same. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily his best two years. He spent two years living in a nursing home, being wheeled around with broken hips and being in pain and being uncomfortable and not being able to live his life. Yeah. Closing statements. Good yeah, talk. Yeah, 52 minutes. Well, I'm, think, I'm still trying to come up with a clever title, something like, Jesus gets you, so repent. Or uh, it's got to be clickbait. Or something. Yeah, Hate's it's a four-letter word. It's got to be brief. Uh, Hate the other four-letter word. Be brief, but uh, you just bleep out the three letters to make a good talk. Hate we, bleep. We do have to love extreme, but that love uh, must hate evil, or it's not sincere. It's not God. Well, uh, so we got that March 15th uh, yep. game dinner thing for families coming up. We are we got, actively promoting that? Yeah. We are. Yeah. Yep. We are. And uh, Mike's at the uh, uh, retreat thing for the denomination today and tomorrow. He'll be back. So I noticed just now this will be episode 49, which means that in what? Three weeks? Three weeks. A, a year. year. Officially be a year. Minus the weeks that we missed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might, might be on a oh, we year. We probably are a year. Or a year. I think we started around the first week of March was our first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We missed a couple. Early, early on. That we, yeah. So anybody that's been with us that long, Congratulations. You, you get credit. So every year you Beach. spend with us, you get two years off of purgatory. I, I think Jesus has. I think Jesus has special rewards for those who persevere. I think I read that somewhere. In the, yeah. So if you persevered with us through our inaugural year, yeah. get a heavenly high five. Get an extra crown. Consider it time served. <laughs> Well, we'll never run out of things to say. And maybe we could actually offend someone enough to where they'll email us. But at, what is it? At, oh, is, is that what you, I can make Hope that average, happen. Hope Average Joe, oh, hold on, I have it, I Hope think. Average Joe's at gmail.com. Maybe not. Is that, any news is good news? If yeah. That, if that's the goal, we can make that real quick. Yeah. 
I don't have it, but it's home. We need to be canceled. I want. Uh, I'm I waiting the for the day when. Yeah, I want to try and download our podcast, and it won't let me play because it's been blocked. It's it's considered it's been thrown in the explicit language. Oh, we're, not category. Not, but we're not on anybody's radar yet. Yeah, see, that see. <clears throat> it has to be one of us four, not counting Chris, to do that because I'm sure he can do it if you're really. What to get canceled? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah. I, I, that's, that's not even. Why, a, that's why you're not. In that's the game. not even a challenge. <laughs> you've, yeah. been, you've been disqualified before. Sorry. It's too easy. Yeah. Uh, Spotify is pretty good. I think I, they I, have to be on YouTube. I could have had us canceled yeah. that night that the one didn't air. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, speaking of uh, Jesus making us clean, we. That's why we keep going back to church on Sunday. Sanctified. 